One of the reasons that we don't get right is we don't value the acceptance that we have in Jesus Christ. Dr. Tony Evans says believers are blood-bought children of the living God and are no longer under a spirit of condemnation. So don't act cheap, walk cheap, talk cheap, because you know your value. This is The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans, author, speaker, senior pastor of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, Texas, and president of The Urban Alternative. We received some exciting family news this past week, and for anyone who may have missed it, here's Dr. Evans sharing this special announcement once more. Hello, family. This is Dr. Tony Evans with The Urban Alternative, and I have some exciting news for you. In this new season of life, God has graciously granted me a new partner to walk with me uh, in the ministry and calling that God has given me. As you all know, I lost my precious wife of 49 and a half years, Lois Evans, uh, in uh, December of uh, 2019. And without her, none of my life, ministry, locally or nationally, would exist. We certainly can't control what God decides to do and when he decides to do it. Uh, But I am very grateful and will always be grateful for the history and legacy that Lois Evans has given me, my family, my church, and this ministry. But what God did in this new season was bring someone across my path, a widow, who actually her husband had uh, trained under me, and they had been part of the Urban Alternative Conferences. A few days before um, my wife's funeral, where they were planning to come and be part of the funeral, he died of an a unexpected heart attack and went home to be with the Lord. That led to a series of events that brought us together. Her name is Carla Crummy. Her husband was Robert Crummy, a pastor in Atlanta and the president of the college I grew, uh, the college I graduated from, Carver Bible College. And so we're planning sometime this year to... Uh, uh, become one. I would ask you to pray for us that God would uh, grant us mercy, wisdom, guidance, and empowerment in the days, months, and years to come, and that this this next chapter of life will bring him glory and good to others for the advancement of his kingdom. Thank you for your friendship. Well, Dr. Evans, we're certainly praying for you. And on behalf of all of us here at The Alternative, we'd like to offer you and Carla Crummy our sincere congratulations. Wishing you happiness and God's hand of mercy and guidance on you both in the days ahead. Speaking of good news, today's lesson from Dr. Evans has some for each of us. You see, the judgment on our lives is in, and the verdict is not guilty. That's true for believers and can be true for anyone who wants it. Let's join Tony right now as he takes a look at what Jesus accomplished in the courtroom of Calvary. In John chapter 8, we have a court case. We've been talking about the fact that God does his business with us in a legal setting. Jesus has gone to the Mount of Olives, but early in the morning, he comes again, verse 2, to the temple, and all the people were coming to him. Jesus has drawn a crowd. And he sat down and he began to teach. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman caught in adultery. And having set her in the center of the court, 
They said to him, teacher, this woman has been caught in adultery in this very act. Now the law of Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. What then do you say? We've got a woman who's been caught red-handed. Her sin is been identified. And worse than that, it's been made public because she's in the court in the temple where Jesus was teaching and a crowd had gathered and the scribes and Pharisees put her on blast, put her on public display. It's bad enough when you wrong. It's worse when everybody else knows it. They say the law of Moses says that for this act, she should be stoned. What say you, Jesus? Now, we're given something at the beginning of verse 6. They were saying this, testing him, so that they might have grounds for accusing him. So they weren't just after the woman, they were after Jesus. But the accuser uses our sin to discredit Jesus. So the woman is put on display, but what they're really after is Jesus. What say you, Jesus? The law says we ought to stone her. And it was a test. It was a trick. But Jesus, at the end of verse 6, stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground. And when they persisted in asking him, he straightened up and said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him be first to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. When they heard it, They began to go out one by one, beginning with the older ones, and he was left alone and the woman where she was in the center of the court. The key to understanding what was written is understanding what the discussion is about. The discussion is about the law of Moses. Let's go back. Let's start a little little Bible study here with Exodus chapter 31. We're coming back to John, but Exodus chapter 31, verse 18. When he had finished speaking upon Mount Sinai, God, he gave Moses two tablets of the testimony, Ten Commandments, Tables of stone written by the finger of God. Whoa, 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 whoa. When I go back to John chapter 8, verse 6, Jesus stooped down with his finger and wrote on the ground. They're talking about the law of Moses. The law of Moses was written by the finger of God. 
God is the lawgiver. He writes the Ten Commandments on the tablet with his finger. They bring up to Jesus the law of Moses. Jesus takes his finger. Jesus said, you want to talk about the lawgiver? The lawgiver writes with his finger. He doesn't write on a tablet. He writes on some dirt. Because the woman has been called dirty. Okay, let's go back to Exodus. Chapter 34, verse 1. Now the Lord said to Moses, cut out for yourself two stone tablets like the former ones and I will write on the tablets the words that were written on the former tablets you shattered. Oh, wait a minute. Now we got it written twice. There are the former tablets and now these are new tablets. Why do we have a second set of tablets? Because between chapter 31 and chapter 34, God's people rebelled against him in sin, in evil. They built the golden calf and they departed from God. And as a result of their departure, Moses broke the tablets. Chapter 32, verse 19. It came about as soon as Moses came near to the camp that he saw the calf and the dancing and Moses' anger burned and he threw the tablets from his hands and shattered them at the foot of the mountain. Stay with me here. Look at verse 6 of chapter 34. When he writes the second tablet, then the Lord passed by in front of him and proclaimed, the Lord God compassionate, gracious, slow to anger, abundant in loving kindness and truth, who keeps loving kindness for a thousand generations for those and forgives iniquity, transgression, and sins, yet he will no wise leave the guilty unpunished. He says, tablet number one, these are my rules. Before he writes tablet number two, they break the rules. God says, I want you to know something else about my character. I got the rules, but I'm also full of loving kindness, full of forgiveness and removing of iniquity, yet I still going to rewrite the tablets. I don't give up my rules to be gracious, but I don't let my rules keep me from being gracious. So God says, I want to marry justice and mercy, that the two, the tablets have to stand But the mercy has to stand. And both have to walk side by side. Dr. Evans will have more for us when he returns with part two of our message in just a moment. First, though, you can dig even deeper into today's subject with the help of Tony's new book, Kingdom Authority. It's a look at the divine right God gave believers to live a victorious life and how we can harness that power to overcome challenges, resist temptation, and live a purpose-driven life. This brand new hardback edition is yours when you make a contribution to help us keep the alternative coming your way each day. But that's just the beginning. Along with the book, you'll get the companion study guide that'll help you dig deeper into the content and share it with your small group or Bible study. 
It also contains links to video teaching segments from Tony, packed with all new content. And to top it all off, we'll send you all 12 full-length messages in the Authority of God teaching series. This giant resource package is yours with our thanks when you make a donation to help us keep Tony's teaching on the station. You can get the details and make the arrangements instantly at TonyEvans.org or call our 24-hour resource center at 1-800-800-3222 and let one of our team members help you. 1-800-800-3222. Well, Dr. Evans will come back with more of today's message right after this. Hey, church leaders, are you looking to level up your ministry? Get connected at this year's Kingdom Leaders Summit. Listen to insights from speakers like Dr. Tony Evans. Engage with a supportive network of like-minded pastors. The summit is October 3rd through the 6th. The first two days are open to all church leaders, and the remaining days are exclusively designed for senior pastors and their wives. Register now at kap2023.com. That's kap2023.com. If you go now to Deuteronomy chapter 17, he says in verse 6, on the evidence of two witnesses or three witnesses, he who is to die shall be put to death. He shall not be put to death on the evidence of one witness. The hand of the witnesses shall be first against him to put him to death. And afterward, the hand of all the people, so you shall purge the evil from your midst. He says the first stone has to be from the witnesses. So the first people who throw the stones have to have be people who saw the sin. And it can't be one person. It's got to be two or at least three witnesses before judgment can be rendered, and you can't be a witness and hide. You got to be the first to throw the stone. You just can't be whispering in secret. I think I saw this. I think I heard that. No, you're going to throw the stone first. Chapter 19 of Deuteronomy. Verse 15. A single witness shall not rise up against a man on account of any iniquity or sin which he has committed, but on the evidence of two or three witnesses shall a matter be confirmed. Deuteronomy 22, verse 22. If a man is found lying with a married woman, then both of them shall die. The man who lay with the woman and the woman, thus you shall purge the evil from Israel. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. In John chapter 8, only the woman is brought forth. But if you're caught in the very act, that means there's a man somewhere. All right? But just like today, the woman is blamed and the man walks away. The woman is condemned because she's carrying the pregnancy and the man disappears and is nowhere to be located. The woman is left to raise the kid and the man accepts no fatherly responsibility. They bring the woman, but do not bring the man. They broke the law. They, they broke the law. In fact, 
I think what you got here is a setup. I think the man was set up to be caught with the woman, which is why he's not brought forth. He's part of the plan because the plan is to trap Jesus. So this woman is being used. She is being used for spiritual assault on Jesus Christ. Verse 10 of John 8, straightening up, Jesus said to her, woman, where are they? Your accusers. Well, I don't see nobody. Where are they? Did not one condemn you? She said, no one, Lord. Watch this now. Not no one, no one, Lord. I'm submitting to you. No one, Lord. And Jesus says, I do not condemn you either. Go From now on, sin no more. Jesus did not release her from the reality of her sin. What he released her from was the condemnation of the consequences of her sin. Because it was a death penalty. He tells the woman, since there are no witnesses, I don't condemn you. Not because you didn't sin, but because I must invoke my law. He does not say, sin no more so that you don't be condemned. He says, you are not condemned, sin no more. Okay, don't get that, don't miss that order. He doesn't say, get right so that I can accept you. He says, I accept you, so get right. One of the reasons that we don't get right is we don't value the acceptance that we have in Jesus Christ. We don't value the cross. We don't value the crucifixion. We don't value the resurrection. We don't value the forgiveness. We don't value all the times he got us off the hook when we should have been dead and in our grave. And because we don't value the fact that he didn't and doesn't operate with us in a spirit of condemnation, we go and keep sinning. He says, you're not condemned. He says, and neither do I. I want you to stop sinning because you appreciate mercy. I want you to stop sinning because you value my goodness to you and mercy triumphs over judgment. There's a farmer who, um, who had two daughters. One was very beautiful, and the other was more haggardly. Okay? She wasn't, she wasn't impressive to see, but the other was very impressive to see. And he wanted to marry his daughters off. And so the beautiful daughter, a man came to look at the two daughters, And he saw that while the first daughter was beautiful and would go for five cows, 
The second daughter was haggardly, but she was a better worker. So he got her for 10 cows. Two years later, the second daughter came back to visit the father. And she looked completely different. She was spectacular. She was gorgeous. She was magnificent. She was a showstopper. And she came back and her father went, whoa! What in the world happened to you? To which the second daughter said, I figured if he was willing to pay 10 cows for me, I was going to look the part. I was going to live up to the value that was placed on me. I hope you know your value. If you've accepted Jesus Christ, you are a blood-bought child of the living God. You are a daughter and son of the Most High King. You are a children of our great God. So don't act cheap, walk cheap, talk cheap, be cheap, because you know your value. You don't need somebody to tell you you are somebody. You are somebody because Jesus thought well enough for you, well enough for me, and well enough for us to die on the cross in our place for our sins. And not only that, but he says, you don't have to earn my acceptance. I'm going to accept you anyway. I just want to see how much you appreciate it. Case dismissed. Case dismissed. You are now free because this courtroom proceeding is over. You know the best way to make sure your case is dismissed? Leave here today with thanksgiving. Leave here today with gratitude. Leave here today with appreciation that you didn't get what you could have gotten if God would have let your accusers have their way. You would not be here today, but in his grace and mercy, you stand in this house with the privilege of worshiping, serving, and obeying your great king. Because guess what he said about you? Every time the devil shows up, case dismissed. I've already paid the price. Dr. Tony Evans with good news for believers straight from God's courtroom. Well, if you'd like to have a copy of today's message to review on your own or pass along to a friend, just contact us for details on the title, Case Dismissed. Better yet, get this message as a part of Tony's current two-volume teaching series, The Authority of God. Remember, right now, for a limited time, you can get all 12 lessons in this powerful collection as our gift, along with Tony's brand new book, Kingdom Authority, as well as the companion Bible study guide, packed with links to custom video content you won't find anywhere else. This entire resource package is yours if you request it before time runs out and include a contribution to help us keep this program coming your way. Call our Resource Center at 1-800-800-3222 to make the arrangements. It's open around the clock. That's 1-800-800-3222. Or visit TonyEvans.org. Finally, I want to remind you that Tony's messages are now available in Spanish through our brand new mobile app, Tony Evans in Espanol. It's free to download from the app stores. Be sure to let your Spanish-speaking friends and relatives know. Just look for Tony Evans in Espanol. Whatever language you speak, 
The good news of eternal life through Jesus Christ is the same. But if you don't know what that means, if you don't know how good the good news really is, Tony would love to explain it further. Visit TonyEvans.org today and follow the link at the top of the homepage that simply says Jesus. You'll find answers to your questions, a simple prayer that can change your life, and free follow-up resources. The Bible calls Satan a liar, a deceiver, and the evil one. But can his actions backfire and actually benefit the people he's trying to destroy? Tomorrow, Dr. Evans will take a look at how God uses the enemy's efforts to heaven's advantage in the life of the believer. Be sure to join us for that. The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans is brought to you by The Urban Alternative and is made possible by the generous contributions of listeners like you. 